giant monster bullshit is the most listened to conservative podcast in the country. Oh, hello, Gratton. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm just in the kitchen cooking right now. Hmm. I can see that from where I am watching television in the living room. Yeah, I'm just working on my robot. Ah, yes. I can see that from the guitar I'm playing. Yeah, there's some popcorn in the microwave. Yeah, popcorns remind me of movies. Yeah, but the uh, microwave's not on. Oh, you better put it on then. Let me press the button on the microwave. Alright, where were we? I was just talking about movies. Have you seen a movie called Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you over the popcorn. I said, have, have you seen a movie called Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster? Welcome back to Giant Monster Bullshit. I'm Matt. Hey. And we're talking about Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster today. Good afternoon. Good evening. Now that we've had our fun, let's get down to business. <laughs> I've come to kill you. <laughs> You knew this was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before the movie starts, a boy has gone on a boat. The boat has crashed into, like, some rocks or something, and the boy's family is led to believe that he's dead. And this movie starts out with the mom of the missing boy talking to a psychic. Yep, the perfect opening scene. They say, you know, your opening shot should tell you everything about the movie. That's what I've always heard. Yes. The brother of the missing boy yes. gets fucking, like, school shooter eyes, and he's like, I have to get my brother back. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm going to get a boat at all costs because the police won't send any more boats out to look for my brother. Yeah. So, conveniently, there's a dancing contest where it's who can ever dance the longest wins a boat. Yep. He goes there, presumably to talk to the winner of the contest, because the contest has already been underway for like a day or something. Three days, they Three said. days? Yeah, three days. He said, you're three days too late. Well, those guys, uh, those guys that recontextualizes uh, the endurance of those people who are dancing for me. Mm-hmm. They must have been sore the whole movie. He goes there. There's a couple buffoons yep. who become... Uh, two of the main characters, neither of them have much of a personality, but they're they're dancing. They've been dancing, and they finally give up, and they look at each other, and they're like, damn, I guess we're not getting that boat, and yeah, we're not getting that boat because we couldn't dance long enough, huh? And they meet up with this kid, and he's like, I need a boat. And they're like, okay, well, easy fix to that. Uh, we can go down to the docks and look at the boats. Yeah. We'll uh, just look. Yeah. Together, as strangers. So... Uh, they break into a fucking boat. Yep. They break into somebody's, like, private boat. Yeah, they break into that boat. It was the boat that they were going to give away, right? No, that was somebody's boat, because when they say on the radio later after they steal it, they say, like, uh, it was like an American guy's boat, and they're like, it had just been remodeled, and it's been stolen from the harbor. Yeah. So they break into the boat. Somebody's already broken into the boat. Yeah. It's a thief. 
With a gun? A fake gun. Yeah. But yeah, he's acting like it's real. He's like, guys... You can stick around, but yeah, then you like, have to go. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're so sorry for breaking into your boat. We just he, thought it was so beautiful. Yeah. They say, our friend here is crazy about boats. And he goes, that's fine. You guys can spend the night in the boat, but in the morning you gotta leave. And they go, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what happens. Uh, they wake up. The boy's brother has now stolen the boat. Yep, They're and they, on are, sea. they are at sea. So everybody's freaking out. Everybody has to be best buddies now. Mm-hmm. These four strangers, two of them know each other. That's it. Yep. So we've got this thief. Uh, we're given a little exposition via radio that he the stole thief, uh, millions of yen. He stole four million yen, yeah. which is about like 12 US dollars. <laughs> also the boat. So they're at sea. The The boy's brother is the only one who knows how to drive the boat. They're about to get to this island. Unknowingly, a storm hits. Ebera, a giant lobster, of attacks the boat. All four people wash up on the beach. They wake up the next day. They see that a Nazi organization called yeah. the Red Bamboo has been using slave labor to make PP. To make PP. So, let's talk about the PP for a second. Okay. The PP is a yellow liquid in yeah. the plot that we're referring to. It is to. referred to as such, yellow liquid. The red bamboo use it because it deters Ebera, who guards the island. Yeah. The red bamboo are using the island to create heavy water. Yes. Which is used for nuclear bombs. Yes. And they're using slave labor not to create heavy water, but to create the PP so that they can scare Ebera off to get to the island to make the heavy water to get that off the island. Yes. And simple. I, yeah. So this is like a James Bond ass. Yes. Very I, yeah. facility. Guys in lab coats and also guys with Nazi costumes on walking around. Yep. So the slaves are coming from an island. The slaves are Japanese people, painted brown yet again. Oh boy, with little afros on them. You know. Yeah. Uh, coconut bras and whatnot, and they come from Infant Island. Yeah. And if you've been if you've been done have your ears on for a while, then you should know that's where Mothra's from. For some reason, the Red Bamboo didn't steal everybody off of Infant Island, even though the yeah. previous movies only uh, only make it seem like there's about forty people. <laughs> yeah, like a very small tribe of. Anyway, they steal some people. They don't steal the fairies. Infant Island looks very different in this movie. Yes. But continuity still kind of holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better than others. So these people, our main cast meets a girl who is one of the escaped natives. Basically, some bullshit ensues. Uh, it's not yeah. even worth talking about really, it's really what happens. It's really convoluted. We're kind of taking turns and taking turns, you know. Basically, they Godzilla's on the island. He's sleeping, hibernating. I think he's just of, asleep in a cave. Just asleep in a cave. Deep sleep. Yeah, deep sleep that he needs to be shocked out of. Uh, long story short, they use a sword and some wire to wake up Godzilla with lightning. Well, um, we've got... We've got the red bamboo knows about them on the island. They figure it out through little tricks and stuff. There's there's a group of uh, rebels. Right. There's a group of rebels loose on the island. So our main cast is hiding out in a cave, the same cave that Godzilla's in. And then they decide, we'll wake up Godzilla so that the red bamboo won't look for us anymore because the red bamboo is really trying to kill them. Basically, they wake up Godzilla. Godzilla yep. fights Ebera. For a while. The red bamboo 
sees that Godzilla's awake, and they're like, okay, we have to we have to get all of our supplies, like all the stuff we've been making, off the island. Right. We have to get it off the island. Oh. And so they they set their base to explode. As you would, as it were. Somewhere in there, the brother gets found and comes back to the island. That's yeah, not even he worth. He was on Infant Island. Uh, it's not even worth going yeah. into. Just They find the brother, and then he becomes part of the cast, and then they're all on this one island. The nuclear bomb's about to go off. Godzilla and Ebra fight again. The natives switch the pee that they've been making with fake pee mm-hmm. that won't really deter Ebra. Nazis get killed. Godzilla kills a bunch of Nazis, and then the fake PP makes Ebra kill the Nazis when they're trying to get away. The infant island slaves pray to Mothra yep. for, like, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mothra finally wakes up at the very end, and they they weave a... Basket? Big, they <laughs> weave a big basket out of fucking, like, tree branches. Yeah. And then all of the islanders get in that basket. Mothra comes and picks them up. There's a little scrimmage <laughs> with uh, with Godzilla and Mothra yeah. at the end. Nothing, nothing too important. And mm. then Mothra carries everybody off the island, and Godzilla jumps off before it explodes. And then it ends. Then it fucking ends. Well, let's talk about this movie. Okay. Let's talk about... This is a, a pretty big tonal shift from a lot of the Godzilla we've been seeing so far. Right. That's a good talking point. Yeah. Uh, it's very... Uh, I'd say it's very of the 60s at this point. That Beach Boys style 60s, you know? Yeah, this is very like the, tropical. the wacky 60s. This yeah. isn't like just... The last few movies that we've looked at it's like, okay, yeah, you can tell these things were made in the 60s because this is how they made movies in the 60s. Right. But it's almost like this one's going out of its way to be like, hey, we're in the 60s. Here's like 100 people dancing in a room yeah. just swinging their arms around. <laughs> the music is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> the Lots music, of surf guitar. The music's fucking weird. There's a whole lot of like xylophone. Yeah, little percussive bells. It's really different than what we've been hearing up until this point. Very. And it's got a lighthearted tone despite, like, having darker subject matter than the last movie, I'd say. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you've got fucking, like, the aliens were trying to take over the world, and that's a little bit... Still, like, tongue-in-cheek, though. That's broader. And here we have, like, basically Nazis making nukes... And then they're just like enslaving, yeah, enslaving like native indigenous people, and they're killing them in a very Nazi way. Like when they escape, they're like trying to shoot them and like chase after them with like Mm -hmm. large groups of people. The more intimidating threat to the protagonist than, or like a more like a darker threat. Yeah, just like people that want to kill you. It's not people in spacesuits with ray guns anymore. It's people in nazi costumes with machine guns <laughs> yeah yeah tonal shift's a good way to put it but you can't really say up or down yeah and yeah. even though godzilla most people will tell you yeah godzilla made the the swap to good guy in those last two movies that we watched yeah yeah but but he's trying to kill people in this one like he's going yeah. out of his way to kill people he like fights a whole thing a you know a whole squad of airplanes yeah and at the very end he's like gonna kill mothra he's gonna kill mothra and he's gonna kill all the good guys up until that point too just because he's like 
sees them. And there's even a part in the movie where a character says, like, like the thief guy says, we can't wake up Godzilla, he'll want to kill everybody. And one right. of the buffoons is like, nah, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, I got kind of got the sense, I was like, alright, this is the movie where we settle into friendly Godzilla. No, he's kind of mm-hmm. confused, like, they're, they're still not even sure what he's... Yeah. He doesn't really do a whole... He kills the bad guys, but he just kills the bad guys because they're there. And he fights Ebera because Ebera is also there, not because they're a threat to the humans. Yeah, he's not trying to protect anybody. Ebera just like kind of pisses him off. Yeah. Kicks a rock at him. Yeah, they have a they have one of those bullshit rock throwing contests for like way too long in this I'm getting, one. I'm getting fucking sick of those. I gotta say, um, I remember bouncing a rock back and forth. I don't know why that's like one of the first thing that comes to these fucking guys minds when they're like all right what would two giant monsters fight like you know yeah we'll we'll get into it a little more later if we think about it but uh godzilla throws more rocks than he breathes fire in this one yes and you'd think that like painting some blue on top of the frame would be easier than like stringing up a bunch of rocks and like choreographing optical effects like where they like they draw the rock on top moving well there's a lot of ones where like I guess they could be playing, uh, like, reverse shots, but there's a lot of times where, like, the monsters will catch the rocks and then throw yeah. them again, and I feel like that would be harder to choreograph with the guys being in suits and stuff than just having them open their mouths so they can draw on fire. Yeah, It's know. really weird, and it continues to go on through the series, and I remember as a yeah. kid, seeing the rocks being thrown is really not satisfying. Not at all. It really to me feels like they're killing time yeah it's cheap because you on the on the covers to all of these you see lasers and fire and like action and lightning and all this shit and then you get into the actual movie and it's like yeah the the movies can never live up to how cool the posters are totally that's even you know even true for the more recent for the millennium movies yeah but it's really like you're not even trying when you're having them throw fucking styrofoam boulders at each other the whole movie. Yeah, nothing, like, develops. Like, nothing's escalating in the fight. It's just, like, we sit still and watch them throw rocks at each other. There's nothing entertaining about it. It really does feel like filler to me. Yeah. And it also, it hurts your suspension of disbelief. Because yeah, because the physics aren't right That too. All. But my thing is, like, you have these two giant monsters that's like, okay, they're going to fight. They're going to, like, hit each other and use all their powers against each other. Right. That's what these dumb giant monsters are going to do and then all of a sudden they're like volleyballing yeah like they're playing it's bullshit because it almost it feels kind of playful when they're doing it too but like then they're like fighting they're like actually fighting like godzilla bites a fucking claw off yeah at one point it's like why are you guys like throwing and catching rocks like you're tossing a ball around right it's very weird and very unique to these fucking giant monster movies. There's, like, nothing yeah. I can compare it to. So, yeah, let's let's talk about these fights a little bit, I guess, now that we're on that subject. Okay. Um, there's only uh, there's pretty like, much, like, two big ones, like, monster fights. There's, like, three. Do you want to include Mothra? Yeah, I'm including okay. Mothra, if you, just because there's not much yeah. to go off of. So, you know, first one, as we were saying, the first one begins with a rock-throwing contest, and then... Then it just devolves into, like, hitting each other. Yeah, there's nothing really too exciting about it. There's uh, one shot where Godzilla breathes fire at Ebera, and Ebera goes, like, flying out of the water. Yeah, there's, like, a bunch of steam around him. That's one of the coolest shots during these fights. Definitely. It makes sense. Yeah. You... you 
you would see this this giant lobster stands no fucking chance against Godzilla. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you didn't know, lobsters are hollow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, like God- the earth. Yes, exactly. And uh, Godzilla would have beaten this motherfucker's ass in like that, you know? Yeah. And it would have been cool to see if like Godzilla just like punched a hole in Evera. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, yeah. Better than what we got. There's some weird underwater portions of both yeah. fights. Sometimes they al- the shots almost look good. And then... Sometimes the shots are actually underwater, and then they quickly transition to like a, lighting. Shot, a shot that's just lit the same. Yeah. It's all blue. You're right. They do almost look good, but it's like, yeah, it's cool that you can like make it look like it's underwater almost, but when they're punching each other and stuff, you can't feel any of it because it's all slowed down by the water. Like, yeah. Even the monsters aren't getting hurt by it, so it's like, well, what's going on? Right. You want to talk about that bird? Oh, Jesus. I, I forgot about it again. I forgot that even happened, and it, it's one of those moments that like everybody talks about. I think, you know, like James Rolfe would mention it. Yeah. In his review, he probably did. It's like so weird. It comes out of nowhere. I think it's like right after Ebra and Godzilla have their first little skirmish, right? Or it's soon after no, that? It, or is it before that? It's after the first fight with Ebra, but Godzilla scares off the Nazis away oh, from the, yeah, the from, island girl. And, and then he's he just sits, like sitting and. He sits down and takes a nap. And he's just like looking at her too? Well, yeah, he falls asleep looking at her. Okay. But he like closes his eyes and then like the bird comes and she goes, she starts screaming, remember? Yeah. And then he like opens his eyes and it's the fucking bird. Yeah. It's definitely worth mentioning because it's so it's weird. so fucking weird. It comes out of nowhere. I was, you know, it makes you think like, oh, maybe this island has like, I don't know, things are big. Like King Kong? Here, yeah, yeah. Bit. Yeah, and, but no, it's just like Ebera and then Godzilla like got there somehow, yeah. you know, washed up and then, you know, slept there. This giant bird just comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. flies in on strings and starts scratching at Godzilla's eyes with its... Talons. talons and the whole shot like the whole fight is shot close up from close up and it's awful yeah i'm sure a million people have said this but it is it's worth mentioning because it is so weird there's nothing yeah. it's super jarring they don't mention i don't think anybody mentions it like they don't no. even like none of the characters even go like look it's a giant bird yeah you know they don't go oh my god a giant bird what's that doing here or i think i know where that giant bird came from yeah or that must be that must be that that you know yeah something some type of acknowledgement but it's like it's like it's almost surreal in that respect because they don't even like acknowledge that it's real yeah it's one of the weirdest parts of a weird movie <laughs> definitely yeah second fight with Ebra. Ah, not much difference with the first uh except it ends with godzilla um oh godzilla gets a good like smacking yeah ever at one point ever just kind of he like his head like comes up above the water and ever kind of like smacks him with a claw yeah and it's pretty funny godzilla gets the upper hand <laughs> yeah and he Rips off both of Ebra's arms. Well, he rips off one of his arms, and he just, like, bites off one of, like, part of one of the claws. Hmm. So, yeah, Ebra's basically left. I-, I didn't notice this on previous viewings, but he never kills Ebra. Yeah, I don't know Ebra if we were supposed to assume that he died later or what. Dies from his wounds. Yeah, Ebra died gasping and in pain. But yeah, Ebra just swims away. Yeah, really weird. Before we get into the fight about uh, the fight with Mothra, which we probably don't have much to say about anyway. Yeah. 
uh, let's talk about Mothra. We need okay. to have the Mothra talk. Yeah, we need to have this talk with y'all. Okay, so in this movie... Well, let, let me just say a positive. A positive about this mm-hmm. is that it lines up continuity-wise. I've been trying to pay attention. Right. The last time we see Mothra is in Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. Yes. And she is in her larva form. Quite. And there's only one left because the other one died, I think. They said the other one didn't make it. it, it, It's easy to assume that it just grew up, cocooned, and is now the moth butterfly. And now it's on Infant Island with the Islanders. Right. Right. So it lines up. So that's good. That's good. Continuity is always a great achievement in these movies. A lot of people don't give the Godzilla series, the original series, enough credit for the continuity. Mm. Because, I mean, people always give credit to the MCU yeah. for, like, any any kind of cinematic universe yeah. that's trying to happen gets instantly compared to the MCU. Totally. You know, there there was the, the Universal monster movies, I think, had some continuity between them, some kind of connected universe vaguely people really don't give godzilla enough credit because it it did it did that like it did a big one like this whole thing thus far has been several movies yeah continuous including rodan and mothra yep fit into that continuity and it's not squeaky clean because but it's there yeah it's there if you want to draw the connections like this character is here this character ends up here in the next one pretty consistent with like one or two exceptions yeah which could be explained with like some bullshit it's pretty pretty good for before anybody could pay attention to this shit yeah definitely it deserves some props Mm -hmm. but now we got to talk about mothra we got to talk about mothra so like you said the islanders on infant island spend pretty much the entire movie praying to mothra doing a dance yeah doing a lot of dances down syndrome fairies yeah, the fairies um, are played by different actresses. Yeah. And they appear to have Down syndrome. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. They just, there's something about, like, the roundness of their faces. They just it's, look weird. Yeah. Like they have, you know, an extra chromosome or two. Chromosomes uh, to spare. Yeah, they've got enough for the whole class. But, yeah, everybody's dancing, bowing and praying and singing. We we got two different Mothras here for most of the movie. One mm-hmm. is a matte painting where Mothra looks a little uh, little wonky, a little, a little weird. Yeah, her eyes aren't quite circular. Kind of too crispy. Like she's got very defined hairs. Yeah, it's uh, it kind of looks like something like a local artist would do as like a mural or something. Like yeah, definitely. Some... It looks like it's on the side of a building almost. Yeah, yeah, it's not a great matte painting. So that's weird enough, and that's one thing. It would be worth mentioning. That's a weird matte painting. It mm-hmm. sticks out like a sore thumb. But then we cut to, in other shots, we cut to the Mothra suit. Yeah, we'll I call guess. it the suit. We'll, we'll call it the suit, we'll even the though suit. there's not actually people in it ever. Just sitting down, it hasn't got the strings attached to it, and they've got it sitting up on a cliff. It's dusty, and I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Mothra, Mothra didn't make it. Mothra got pneumonia or something and she she's been dead for a while to say that she looks dead in this is a gross understatement okay i can't accurately describe and i've tried i have my notes here i can't accurately describe how fucking dead she looks (laughs) how 
vacant of life. This yeah. suit looks it's it's crazy. Yeah. Dusty's a good word. Dirty. I wrote here in my notes that it looks like Mothra needs to be put in the washing machine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Because yeah. she is fucking dirty and ragged like she got ran through some mud and then yeah. it dried. She could be, like, vacuumed or something. The Her eyes are, like, faded. Yeah. And, like, all the fur is in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And she looks small. Yeah. She looks thin. Like, compared to the other Mothras, she doesn't look healthy. <laughs> yeah. I'm really trying yeah. to describe to you guys without showing you a picture yeah. that this is one of the worst looking suits that we've seen in the series. It yeah. looks fucking lifeless. It's I don't know if she's supposed to be like sleeping or something or what. Yeah, I, she's supposed to be asleep because at the end her eyes do glow. Yeah. And she looks a little more lively, but she just looks so old. Yeah. It's... And it's not, I don't think it's the same suit. If it is, then the shit they're making it with deteriorates fast. Yeah. Because I think the first Mothra movie was like 60 or 61. Mm-hmm. And this is four or five four or five yeah this this movie came out in 65 it's only been a handful of years and if the suit looks that bad it's no longer with us at this point yeah but yeah mothra's fucking dead and this is a, a great opportunity if you're making fun of this movie with somebody there's yes. uh one million jokes to tell about mothra being dead yeah and and the natives worshiping her yeah they're trying to wake her up yeah like oh, come on wake up mothra there's a couple shots of the fairies where they're kind of looking like she's fucking dead isn't she <laughs> yeah like the, like the, the singing's not gonna wake her up is it <laughs> <laughs> At one point, they're like, wake up, Mothra. <laughs> they, like, actually say that. Yeah. You know, and you can joke, like, Mothra's not going to wake up. Yeah. Mothra went to sleep forever. Yeah. Mm, Mothra's in heaven now with God. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mothra's very dead. That's the point. Very, 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 very dead. So then she wakes up and fights Godzilla. Yeah. She, some dust comes off of her when she gets up and flies. <laughs> So yeah. let's talk about this fight. Yeah. So uh, Mothra's just kind of coming. She doesn't really come looking for a fight, no. looking for a brawl. It's a rescue mission. Rescue mission is definitely yes. She comes in and uh, she's coming to pick up that uh, basket. Basket, and they're still putting it together. Some people, all the people are running towards her, and they're like, no, 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 no. They start fading away as they run towards her too, as a, as a well, faulty optical effect. Okay, yeah. So what Matt's talking about? Mothra comes to the island and lands yes. a little bit away from where the people are building the basket. The people are building a basket in the field. There's a a composite shot. Yes. Where you have the shot of Mothra on the miniature set and mm. the real people on the real set, and they've tried their darndest to blend it. Yeah. And they show the people running from the real shot to where Mothra is supposed to be. And as they do, they fade away because yeah, the eff- they're running into the, like the blended line. Yeah, they're running into the soft fucking, opacity. Yeah. They get over to Mothra and the fairies are like, they say like, go to your basket. Go back to the basket. Go back to the basket. And, and then, then like Godzilla's will- like coming over the mountain. Yeah, yeah Godzilla's <laughs> coming and he's like, oh, I want to kill Mothra. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mothra picks. Uh, no, uh, as they're getting it together, Mothra kind of flies around. Godzilla breathes a line of fire at her. Yeah. And then she gets up, flies around, and then kind of smacks him with one of her wings. Yeah. And 
what's honestly one of the better shots of Mothra fighting Godzilla, because usually it's just like she flies around. Yeah. She flies yeah. around and blows a bunch of Makes dust. Makes some noise. Which she also does. Yeah. But uh, hitting him with her wing, it would be like the only other attack that she has. Yeah. So that happens once here. Props to them. Yeah. <laughs> Props to them for smashing two guys in suits together. <laughs> yeah. Or a guy in a suit against a... A puppet. Yeah. That's the fight. Yeah, that's it. And Mothra, Mothra grabs that basket and flies yeah, off into the sunset. Gets out of there. With uh, what are some of the worst visual effects up until this point. Somehow they do some like horrible blue screen that's aged like worse than like the blue screen in the other movies somehow. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the version of the movie we watched. We watched the version that's on these Kraken Blu-rays. Yeah. Uh, we watched, it's the first time in a while where we've been able to get uh, a movie in Japanese with American subtitles. American. Um, yeah, American. I speak American, so the movie has to, too. It's the first time in a while we've watched a movie that like looks like that isn't a fucking eyesore. Yeah, this movie looks good. Yeah, this movie it's looks what, good. It's what I wish all of these could look like. Definitely. I mean, there's no, you're always going to be able to tell how old the movie is. Yeah. But you can you can scan the movies and get them a little clearer and that's just what they did with these and it's a damn shame that they haven't like done this for like rodan and mm-hmm. others rodan and others not only would it make this uh podcast less of a chore at times uh when watching the movie but it would just be better it'd make the movie more enjoyable in general just yeah if you and i'd like down. to have a a uniform set of these yeah, these well, are all... Quality is not one thing that I have to worry about, because these things are scattered all across the fucking the world. Land, yeah. The Godzilla series is like, what, like 32 movies, something like that? I believe. And if you want to watch all of them, you're going to have to go to about, like, 28 different sources. Yeah. If you can even get some of them, like, yeah. from those sources, eBay's going to be a big one for you. I-, I have as many as I can on Blu-ray. Right. And there's, like, I want to say, like, four that you can only get on DVD. Mm-hmm. And those DVDs are overpriced and <laughs> all kinds of fucking problems. And then the anime movies, which are garbage, are Absolutely. only available we'll on Netflix. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Nobody likes those. So I, I feel, yeah. I don't, uh don't feel like i'm spoiling anything by saying those are awful nobody likes those mm-hmm. my point is there's no one place to get all these yeah and the quality reflects that yep it is very much uh but this one was nice peaks and valleys i like being able to put in my newish copy yep and it shows me the nice menu the menu works you can select the japanese 5.1 you've got more than two options yeah and you can just play the movie, yep. and it looks it looks okay. You can see everything. You know, you don't think I'm getting really sad looking at this. Yeah. Last episode, we didn't really talk about it because we enjoyed the movie. But streaming off Amazon Prime, it's so awful. I don't. It's, it's not like our being ne- in it's, hell. It's not our internet because Netflix does okay. That's what hell looks like. Yeah. When you get to hell, you, the blacks look crunchy. Yep. 
and I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the sections of the screen that are uh, that have the color black. Yeah, are all like pixelated yeah. somehow. Yeah, the color black is usually like, ah, well, it's kind of gray, but here we'll put in about four blocks of actual black here. Yeah, we'll just break it up like a fucking puzzle or something. Yep. I like uh, I liked watching the sub. Yeah. Subman. Let's talk about the island. I almost forgot about the island. Whole thing takes place on an island, basically. I know, and I'm. If you always... want to include Japan as an island, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that is, re- uh, you know, that, that is put into perspective all the shit I've been saying. Yeah. Okay. Island talk. I don't know what the fuck this island's called. I didn't do my job. Uh, what's the name of the island, Gratton? Lechi Island. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm it's glad not you noticed. Real. And. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that while we were watching Holy the movie. Holy shit. Dude, what? I just stumbled upon the fucking jackpot for me. What? There's a list on Wikipedia of all the fictional islands in the Godzilla series. Ooh. I know. And it's got a nice little paragraph about this. Anyway. Did you make that? <laughs> uh, a fucking uh, a fan of mine might have. <laughs> anyway, so this... Island, I don't, it's another situation where I don't really have a problem with there being an island because this is, it's got a lot of adventure elements. Yeah, yeah, totally. We've got a main cast of characters who's more like a fucking Scooby-Doo gang, (laughs) and the bad guys are more like Indiana Jones slash James Bond bad guys. Yeah, So the island feels right at home with those elements. Totally, yeah. So I can't really... And they commit to the island too, like they introduce it, you know. Like yeah, it's they have a, like a process of getting there. They don't just thing. go. And and the island there. is guarded by Ebera, like they make that like a thing. Yeah, yeah, they make that concrete. I thought the island was fine. Yeah. The only real problem I have with it is just that even up until this point, we're not even halfway through the Showa series. We've seen this landscape done so many times uh, that yeah. I can't. It's really hard to be interested in it, and we'll continue yeah. to see it. It's just hills, and I think it was probably just because it's the easiest to replicate on a miniature scale. Yeah. Just mountains. You put some trees and some fucking fake grass and, you know, styrofoam boulders, and there's your fucking island. Yeah. And we're there the whole movie. A pretty natural part of the plot, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Speaking of the plot, Um, plot's pretty different for this movie as well. We don't really have any scientists or anything or news people. We do start out at a newspaper place oh fuck we do i remember we um the guy from king kong versus godzilla yeah, who you're says not tarzan you're not tarzan never bothered to learn his name but i remember that line like the back of my hand <laughs> uh he's in this movie for about one and a half seconds yeah he's working at a newspaper <laughs> yep and his editor looks familiar I, I can't remember i would probably be able to tell you where yeah. he's from if i was paying attention but yeah this this plot's nice and different uh for a godzilla from, movie for a godzilla movie mm-hmm. yeah it's just a nice i don't know it's just a very different way of getting to the monster fights and all that there's yeah. no national emergency we got a nice break of like people in the city running away from godzilla yeah you're right this is kind of the fr- i've never thought about it but it is the first the appearance in the Godzilla series where it's not a big deal that he's there. Yeah. It's and not it's... consequential because he's on the island, not on Japan. Yeah. It's kind of strange in that sense. It's kind of, it kind of sticks out a little to me. There's a couple, at least one more 
but it also happens. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, it's, like, really unusual just to have Godzilla on an island for, like, a whole movie. Yeah. You know? It takes away from the scale of yeah. what Godzilla's supposed to be. Yeah. And he's not, he doesn't really feel like a big deal here, so it's, like, even more goofy. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's a couple shots in the movie where you can see the fucking dude's face poking out of the Godzilla <laughs> suit. His nose or something. Which is, like, the first movie I've ever noticed that in. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some of the returning characters. Sarazawa's back. Returning actors, yeah. Yeah. They've got the guy who played Sarazawa, and they've they've got the fucking balls to put him in another eye patch. Yeah. A Nazi eye patch. He's got, uh, I was thinking, I recently got over like an eye infection or something. <laughs> but I was thinking, if I had lost my eye to that unfortunate set of circumstances, I would want that eye patch. That'd be he's, a good one. He's got like a cool, like scary eye patch. <laughs> You'd want to be scary. I don't know. It It's just like, it's got like a design on it. Some kind of like militant. Crest or something. Oriental design. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. He's just dressed like a Nazi, but he's got an eye patch. He looks super evil in this movie. Totally. He's kind of cool, I thought. Yeah. I mean, he's just the bad guy of our yeah. of our movie. It's nice and different from Sarazawa, though, the character. Absolutely. Great range Yeah. from this guy. So, yeah, Sarazawa's back. Uh, like we said, You're Not Tarzan Man is back. For a, for a moment. For a moment. And also, another uh, great and recognizable face that's back for a moment is well we haven't seen him yet oh shit shit i'm so sorry guys i'm so sorry don't listen to that part close your ears rewind it and forget it rewind it um then cover your ears the dr sarazawa's boss is in this like or dr sarazawa's boss in this is a returning character he's played like I think he played, like, the editor of the newspaper mm. in Godzilla vs. Mothra, and he also played a general in King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah. Very interesting stuff here. Very, very, very. It is interesting how there's something special about the Godzilla franchise, like, these actors returning. Yeah. Like, in any other franchise, these actors, like, kind of, like, wouldn't fucking matter. Like, you know, like, the characters... We've talked about it a little before, but it is yeah. weird that... They are having the same actors come back, yeah, playing completely different characters each time. It's in like, the same continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same continuity, there's so like yeah, in these universes, there's like six different people who are the same person but are yeah. different people. Yes, it is weird, but it's also kind of cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's it's very unique. Um, but it's just so weird i don't know i i i think get the feeling yeah this is uh jun fakuda yeah did this and he's done he's done more than just this one i can't remember and i but it's the first one in a minute that hasn't been directed by shiro Shiro Honda. honda and it really shows stylistically this is not something that a shiro honda would totally. do like it's got a little bit more flair to it it's definitely less locked down in the way that a lot of well, these earlier ones were in in looking at the original Mothra, which was directed by Ishiro Honda. Yeah, there were a lot of like kind of artistic shots mm-hmm. in that one. We we remarked about how the the editing was better than normal, or not mm-hmm. the editing, the uh, cinematography was better than normal. Mm-hmm. And there were some really cool ways that they shot the fairies 
And yeah. in this one, the fairies are not shot in very interesting ways. There's a couple composite shots where they try to put them in the same place, and they almost yeah. pull it off. Yeah, they put them in, like, sand, which is, like, an awful place to composite something. But in in, in the original Mothra, they show the, the people worshipping Mothra. Yeah. And they show it in a very different setting. They're in a cave, and all the people are dancing, and then you have, like, an actual... They don't have a matte painting. They have, like, an actual mothra larva like moving around as they do it and in this one you have like the matte painting shot the separate shot of mothra and then you have all these like weird angular shots of people dancing like they're shooting them like at dutch angles and stuff and like moving Mm -hmm. so just stylistically two different and besides that you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between these but you know with the tone and everything it definitely feel separate than the last couple movies that we've watched yeah to me i got the sense that they were much less this one was much less of a like a studio product as these other ones were i'd say you know the ones with king Ghidorah were kind of getting away from that already you know but this one really is just like i don't know it feels much less like a business venture than the other ones do yeah to me is that, if that makes sense i heard and i don't know if this is true that this was originally going to be a king kong movie if i got if 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 someone confirmed that this was like supposed to be another movie in any sense before it was a godzilla movie absolutely believable yeah just because it's it's strange it seems like it, it, there is a sense that godzilla was inserted yeah into this at some point definitely um because it's really not like about him like a lot of the other movies are well the last two haven't really been about him either yeah but they like i don't know this one he doesn't really feel tied down to any of it in the way that he does on in the other ones yeah it's really hard to describe but I, i i definitely get the sense that that is the case I think what you're saying makes sense because even though he wasn't like a huge part in the plot of the last two, it was kind of central around yeah. Japan. Yeah. And Godzilla yeah. really feels at home in Japan. Like totally. he always feels like it makes sense when like Godzilla is doing things in the heart of Japan, like in Tokyo yeah. and stuff. And yeah. here, since he's on an Island, it really feels like he could just be interchanged with any monster. Yes. Even yeah. an original monster. Totally. And it would still not change anything. Yeah. Very strange. And it's not like a really wacky sort of strange feeling that this movie gives you. It's just a little off. Yeah. In some places. Just cause this is probably the last time we're going to get to talk about this movie. I have a couple more notes that I haven't gotten to. Oh my God. We have what I believe is the fourth. It's Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They oh. look. They see Godzilla and they say it's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. And just like the previous three times when I've mentioned this, it's super interesting mm-hmm. that they say this. And the last little bit I wanted to get into is they tried really hard on these miniatures in a way that they haven't done ever yes uh, and in particular the people and the people yeah well it's always people on boats yeah um there's a part when we first see the uh island nazis and these two natives get away and i guess they had like a, a little rowboat waiting for them yeah and they get into it and they start rowing away and uh you know they get intercepted by ebera when they're like in the same shot as ebera this little boat they have a little miniature boat that's pretty accurate 
Yeah. And then they have little guys in there, and they're not just sitting there like a couple Barbie dolls. They yeah. got some type of mechanism that's making these guys like turn oars. Yeah. Or something, you know, they're just kind of jerking. Some, some kind of motorized thing that's making them move. Yeah, it's not entirely convincing. They still look a, a little bit stiff. Yeah, it doesn't hold up um, but the, uh, 50 years later. But it definitely is like, thank you so much for trying. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah. it, dude. Like, yeah. I, I genuinely do. And there's um, a couple shots. It might be that shot, honestly, where... No, it, it's when... What's his face and his brother are coming back coming to the back. island. Yeah, that's a trick they use there as well. Yeah, it's basically the same. They have like a boat that looks identical, and then they have the characters in there. But for these miniature shots, they have like very accurate miniature versions of themselves. In these movies, you'll notice that when they try to pull off tiny people, you know, they'll do it with the Mothra fairies, and sometimes they'll do it when like King Kong's grabbing somebody. Yeah. But they'll just fucking slap a wig on a Barbie doll and call it a fucking day. Yeah. Sometimes they kind of try to hide it from you. They're like, no, just do it real quick. Just do it real quick. You know? It's so fucking awful. <laughs> and in this one, they've got like the clothes, like the detail on the clothes and that the length of hair yeah. is like very accurate. And in the, the quick shots, when like, you get a really quick shot of them in the same shot as Ebera. When it's going by quick, it almost looks good. Yeah. If they had shortened those shots and shot from different angles, it could hold up a little better than it does. Yeah. But, yeah, it really is. It, I, I appreciate them for trying. Yeah, it really is. It just, I don't know, it brings me in a little more just to know that they're like, all right, let's try and make these guys move, you know? Yeah, and some of the shots when they're rowing, it's like they really got down like the rowing motion kind of right. Yeah, it's like they're not just... It's so minute, too. It's like... Yeah. uh, And it's got to be fucking small, like the size of a Barbie doll, if not smaller, because they're in the same shot as, as, as like Ebera and shit. You know, as these monsters, so, you know, they're about as bi- a little bit bigger than people. Yeah. You know, these suits. So, like, yeah, they're the size of, like, Barbie dolls, and they've got, like, pretty tiny little motions. That's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Would you like to get into your Don Fry ideas? I'd love to. Uh, not a whole lot wrong with this movie, I would say. Uh, fights are pretty lame. I'd say that's probably the worst part of it. Not, I think those, the, the rock volleys mm-hmm. uh get on my nerves because i've seen them over and over again but if i was just like throwing this in you know to make fun of you know and i hadn't seen a godzilla movie in like a month mm-hmm. um it'd be tolerable not that it's intolerable here but you know it's it'd be less of an issue mm-hmm. um but uh, like i was saying there's not really a whole lot that annoys me there's a, a good shot that i like uh you know everything's like nice to uh, all right to look at you know but there's a shot that I like uh, a couple times when it's, like, raining and Ebera, like, sticks his, like, claw, his big claw out mm-hmm. of the water, like, in the rain, out of the ocean. Yeah. And there's a, it's, like, at the beginning. It looks all right. You know, it looks like mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool, I don't know, like, for a second I almost feel the scale. Yeah. In some ways with this little miniature yacht or whatever that they're in, you know, like, the claw comes up in front of it. But, yeah, the movie's nice to look at. There's nothing really wrong there. Um, plot's fine. We move along at an all right pace. Nothing overstays its welcome. Nothing really gets on my nerves. There's some, this is a great one to make fun of. It's not like the best, but you could have some fun with a friend. You mm-hmm. slap this in and haha, uh, you know, 
haha uh, Mothra's dead there's pretty yeah. funny stuff in there uh haha there's pee pee yeah haha pee pee poo poo so all right to watch is a real movie all right to make fun of i'm gonna give this one like uh 6.5 to a 7 okay don fries positive but moderate you know mm-hmm. that's where i'm sticking what about you now i don't hate the i want to preface my score before i just want to preface my score i don't hate this movie uh-oh <laughs> I don't hate this movie, but I, I think if I did, I don't think anybody would be willing to fight me on this. Yeah, well, I, I, think I don't even, know how sure you are about that. <laughs> you really fucking like this movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, like, offended. <laughs> you, like, really like this movie? Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I don't hate this movie. I'm like, oh, really? You don't hate it? <laughs> yeah. Nah, neither do I, dude. What are you going to say? But this one isn't... I wouldn't call this one an underrated one. Some of the ones that we've talked about have taken a pretty strong stance on, like, this is underrated. People don't give this enough attention. People give too much attention to this. Mm -hmm. But this isn't one that people love too much, and this isn't one that people defend too much. And people don't really wrongfully hate on this one either. No. It's it's pretty... People look at this one the way that it should be. Mm -hmm. Nice and moderate. But Mm -hmm. this movie, to me feels really just kind of a requirement Mm -hmm. because this isn't what you wanted to watch Godzilla for. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. And if you're watching the whole series, this is just another necessary step. Like you got to watch this one at some point. You just got to see what it's about. Yeah. But this movie just feels so been there, done that. Even though, even though it's a little weird, we've, we've pointed out how it's, different than what we've seen so far in the Godzilla series, but it's got elements of other Toho Kaiju movies to the point where I've really, every element of this, I feel like I've seen it somewhere before. Yeah. yeah, And it just doesn't have much new to offer at all, really. And I'll agree with you that it is a great movie to make fun of. If you want to sit down and I mean, a a couple years ago when we were just kind of watching these things for fun, you know, when you'd come over at some point and we'd just sit down and put one of these things in. This is the perfect movie for that. Yeah. That is this movie's place as a film now. Yeah. Today in 2019, it's a movie that you put in and sit down and make fun of it. Totally. Outside of that, it has very little to offer. It's just kind of goofy. It's got all these little quirks of a, a Toho Godzilla movie, but... Yeah really nothing special mm-hmm. uh, I didn't hate this movie I didn't have a bad time watching it tonight at all yeah it was not a miserable experience I didn't check my watch one time you're we making fun of it a little bit we were but we weren't we've made fun of movies harder while doing <laughs> yeah no we, that last movie when especially we, yeah when we really like unload on a movie and start making fun of it we're basically not watching the movie right yeah you know <laughs> stuff like uh bad ben and you know king kong versus godzilla or king kong escapes we're kind of making up our own movie yeah in our heads yeah, a lot of the time uh you know yeah the, just with jokes and shit but this movie it doesn't have anything to offer i'm not enjoying godzilla when i'm watching this mm-hmm. godzilla is not terrorizing people he's not blowing up buildings he's not saving the planet he stomps on a few structures yeah he, st- he stomps on that base a little bit but that's not 
That's you know, some you, yeah. some pipes on the ground is not what I've signed up for. That's not like destruction. No, I mean I, I'll take it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll t- I enjoyed it when I was watching it, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna have to give this movie a four. Really? Oh, and wow. that I wanted to to preface it with I don't hate this movie, and it's all about you know I, I've said before this is an abstract number that I'm giving it. Yeah. Um. This is four, and I'd say just that, like, if you're if you don't give a fuck what order you're watching these movies in, go ahead and just throw this on whenever you want. But yeah. uh, it's definitely not the first one you need to get around to watching. Yeah, and I think if you were trying to introduce somebody to Godzilla and you showed them this movie, it would be a big turnoff. Yeah, uh, I a four feels right. There's a there's a ton of Godzilla movies. And I've got to save the bigger numbers for ones that I enjoy, and there are plenty of those. So I just have—I feel like I have to give it a four. Okay. Uh, before we go, I just want to mess it, uh, mention there's kind of like a bullshit nuclear message at the very tail end of this. Yeah. Talk um, about that. Yeah. So they, you know, basically these guys on the island, the island Nazis, you know, were involved in nukes. They were just manufacturing a, a like a component of nukes and they also had a reactor on the island so they were using nuclear power um and at the very end one of our uh one of our dancing boys says like now they don't have nukes but people all over the world have nukes nukes are bad you know and then but then they kind of like there was like a joke early in the movie where that guy told the thief that he sounded like a politician or something and then the thief says that back to him so that that nuclear that echo of nuclear message is still kind of coming. I fucking brought it back from the fucking dead after like no mention yeah. for a couple movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've harped on that. I'm but... sure you guys feel like you're about to throw up at this point. <laughs> yeah, you guys might have turned it off by now. Yeah, but yeah, uh, to say that that feels forced is uh, doesn't quite describe. Yeah, it's it just, just another fucking weird thing about this movie. Yeah, it doesn't make any damn sense. You want to know what movie we'll be watching next week? What? We're going to be watching the original King Kong. <gasps> now, if you'll excuse me, I have to step into my taxi cab and drive away. Goodbye, Gratton. I'm here on the city street waving goodbye as you get into your taxi cab and close the door. And now you're driving away and you're also waving at me. Bye. Goodbye. Uh, well, I guess I'll go back to my two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment in upstate New York in uh, downtown New York City. Um, and, ah, I'm home now. I've unlocked the door, and I'm walking in, and, uh, oh, hi, Gratton. I didn't know you, you were here. You're not Gratton. Chuck E. Cheese sends his regards. Fuck! (laughs)